0: Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure and stay with us tonight because coming up at the end of tonight's show, great story about the impact that Carson Wentz is making on and in people's lives. So great to see him how he really understands, look, this is a lot more than just a game. So it's going to be a great piece. Be sure and stay with us for that. But right now, folks, I'm going to give you a moment. Grab your old popcorn, get it out, because tonight is round two of the Democrat presidential debates. They're actually going to be on here in less than about 30 minutes on CNN. You and I know them as the Communist News Network. Wait till you hear the story I have about... The Communist News Network. That's coming up in just a moment. But first, let's kind of give you a quick debrief on who's going to be up on the stage tonight. These are the, I think it's 10 or so senators. We can bring this up full screen, please, uh, that are going to be up on stage tonight. One of them is going to be Minnesota U.S. Senator Amy Klobuchar. Kind of the big battle everyone's watching is going to be Bernie Sanders, feeling the burn, versus Elizabeth Warren, you obviously got Pete Buttigieg on there, and Beto, more on Beto in a moment. Tonight could be Beto's make or break moment. And tomorrow night was going to be the big head-to-head again with Kamala Harris, uh, Sleepy Joe, as President Trump calls him. So if we can bring this up, please, full screen about who's going to be on tomorrow night. That's going to be, you got Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, if we can bring this up full screen, please. Uh, Can we do that, Josh? I guess we'll get there. So we'll get there in a moment. But anyways, it's going to be like Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and some others that are going to be on the stage tomorrow night. Now, folks, here's the thing. I want to share with you tonight just how much of a fraud the fake news is. And wait until you hear these stories, because there are multiple ones I'm going to be sharing with you tonight that are going to break this down. So first question I want to ask you is this before I get into just how much of a fraud the fake news is. You look at these debates, I mean, we got a long time until you know June, until the, whatever, the caucuses in Iowa, right? So why have candidate debates? Why are candidate debates so important for you and I, the average Joe and Jane at home? It's so that you and I can hear what people think. We can hear people's point of views on important topics like healthcare, immigration, the debt, the debt you know, all those things that we want to hear their points of view on, because you and I are well-educated people and we can say, hey, I agree with that person, don't agree with that person, but we get a chance to hear how they perceive the issues, how they perceive the problems, what they're going to do to solve them, and if that resonates with our values, our principles, and someone that we can actually get behind. So I want to play a quick clip for you to give you some context of where I'm going tonight, but how many of you remember when the NBC debates, and here's the thing you got to realize, folks, what CNN is going to do here, I'm going to show you in a minute, is that they're hurting you. They are not being your friend with some new rules they created. But first, this clip from the last debate to give you some context.
1: A lot of you have been talking tonight about these government health care plans that you've proposed in one form or another. This is a show of hands question and and hold them up for a moment so people can see. Raise your hand if if your government plan would provide coverage for undocumented immigrants.
0: Remember that clip? Raise your hand if you're willing to give health care free to illegal, she says undocumented, illegal immigrants. That was played over and over and over again because that's not a clip they want out there. The Democrats don't want it out there that they're willing to give free health care to illegal immigrants because they know that's not going to play well to middle America, which they lost, which gave the White House to President Trump. So pretty basic question. I think it's important that you and I here in middle America get to know, hey, are they going to be willing to give free health care to illegal immigrants or not? So here's what CNN does for these snowflake candidates. Rather than really pushing them and saying, hey, look, we want to get to the truth. We want to find out how you really perceive these issues to help the American people. That's not what the Communist News Network is going to do tonight. CNN instead, in large part because of that clip, and it doesn't play well, In order to give the Democrats the White House again, CNN makes up rules at the last second. And listen to this. This is from the AP. CNN pledges not to ask questions that require a show of hands by the snowflake politicians or that will confine all the contenders to a one-word yes or no answer. You have 10 people on the stage. We want some yes and no answers. We want some pretty simple things that we can go, yeah, okay, I agree with that. Don't agree. I don't want to hear a bunch of, you know, diatribes, you get 10 people, you don't get enough time to really understand what they're what what's going on. So it just cracks me up that the media is gonna protect these little snowflake politicians so much so that you and I can't even really know what they're about. Again, try to get president, you know, take out President Trump. That that's the MO in the game here. Now just to show you how much the media is in the bag. For the Dem, and this is important. You got to realize this as you're watching the debates, as you're watching interviews, as you're watching what's going to be taking place in 2020. Another example of how the fake news, the, the media elites are in the bag for the Democrat Party. This was just revealed as well. He runs CNN now, but Jeff Zucker, bring this graphic up, please. He stumps for, basically, you know, vouches for Kamala Harris that, hey, I think she's gonna be great. They've donated money to Kamala Harris. You've got now another article that shows NBC Universal. The debate I just showed you, NBC Universal executives, 12 of them, also gave money to Harris's campaign, leading up to the debate that they just had on NBC. If we can bring that graphic up, please. So you gotta understand this, folks, when you see these, you know, snowflake. You know, easy questions for some of these candidates. The fact that CNN, (laughs) the fact that CNN is not going to allow for questions that have everyone raised their hands or yes or no. I mean, come on, you get President Trump, and we saw it today. I'm going to show you some of them. President Trump walks into the White House whenever he's going on a trip. He's got them all the media standing there. He he knows the media hates his guts. He's crystal clear on that. He still walks out there and plays him like a little piano. He just answers questions Hey, what do you got? What do you got? That's fake news. I mean, he goes right there and shows up and takes anything they want to throw at him, and yet CNN is going to protect these people from yes and no questions. Pretty stunning if you ask me. Also I want to share this with you because there's somebody tonight, actually this is one more important thing, because Kamala Harris getting all this money from executives, Okay, you, now you know that they're in the bag for her. And then today, and she could be a leader. This is a person that could be leading the that basically commits political suicide. She tweeted this out today. Too many communities in America face systemic environmental injustice. That must end. Today, I am partnering with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC. She's partnering with AOC to announce a landmark bill to ensure that a Green New Deal, so that you and I know don't have cows, don't have airplanes, that a Green New Deal leaves no one behind and lifts up low-income communities, people of color, and indigenous communities. (laughs) Why would you partner with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? I don't get that. If you understand that, please, text, email into the show, and let me know. Now, someone who's literally on their lifeline right now, I mean, they're polling at 0%, okay? They need to make a splash tonight. They came out as sort of the hot ticket item, if you will, when the big announcement happened is this this gentleman, Beto O'Rourke. He is on his last leg, needs to make a splash. So what does he announced today? <laughs> Bring this graphic up, please. Beto O'Rourke announces that he's going to have his special guests who are some black high school athletes, from Michigan, who kneeled for the national anthem. Those are his special guests tonight to make a splash to hopefully poll above zero percent. So at President Trump today, he was on his way to Jamestown, Virginia, again, as I just mentioned earlier in the show, he walks out there, stands in front of any and all reporters, takes any questions they want to ask him. One of them asked him, hey, what do you think about tonight's debate? Who do you think you're going to face? Here's what he had to say. I think right now it will be Sleepy Joe. I think. Um, I feel he'll limp across the line. That's what I think. So what I think doesn't mean anything. But I know the other people. I know him. I think he's off his game by a lot. But I think personally, I think it's going to be Sleepy Joe. So there you have it. You think Sleepy Joe is going to limp across the finish line. We'd love to know your thoughts. Who do you think is going to prevail in this whole thing? What are you looking forward to tonight as you grab your popcorn and watch these Democrat presidential debates? All right, let's go local here. There's a big conversation happening right now in our community about incentives, tax property incentives for corporations uh, that it can essentially forego property tax payments or at least they get a break on them for sometimes an extended period of time. This conversation has become even more prominent here locally because we've been told now for years, hey, if we just give these companies these property tax breaks, when these properties finally come on the books, everybody else's property taxes, they're going to go down, everybody's going to win, it's going to be awesome. And then last week, Mayor Mahoney proposed in his preliminary budget to raise property taxes, to raise property taxes, by two mills here in Fargo. So earlier today I sat down with Cass County Commissioner Chad Peterson, also Fargo City Commissioner Tony Garrett to get their take on these tax break incentives. Also just, you know, we did invite Fargo School Board President Robin Nelson on the show because, I don't know if you know this, but roughly 50% of your property tax bill, at least in Fargo, roughly 50% of your property tax bill actually goes to the school. So we'd love to have her here. Didn't work out for her schedule. Hopefully we'll have her on in the very near future, but here's our conversation with Commissioner Gehrig and Commissioner Peterson. Gentlemen, welcome back to Point of View. Big conversation about incentives. So I think a lot of people hear about this stuff, but maybe don't follow it as much as you do. So let's start with the basics. Like I'm a five-year-old. <laughs> Difference between a TIF and a pilot is what?
2: So <clears throat> a pilot uh, is based an the extension of the Renaissance Zone exemption. So for let's say 10 years, you just simply don't pay taxes on any improvements you've made to your building. If your your building was worth $1,000 before, now it's worth $10,000, you don't pay any taxes on that increased value. Your valuation stays at $1,000. With a TIF, you still pay taxes, but every dollar you pay in that TIF district goes to improve your building. So for example, the Block 9 building got a TIF so that they could build a parking ramp, right? So it's basically like if you were a homeowner and you wanted to build a garage to your house, you still pay your taxes, but then we hand you a check back for that amount that you paid in taxes so you can build your garage.
0: Are we going to start doing that in Fargo? That would be really nice. Well, I mean, in, in all fairness, though, I think that's why i people have an issue with this. Because here we are, given these corporations, if you will, these tax breaks, TIFs and or pilots, and yet if I'm a homeowner and I want to go add on a, another bedroom to my house, I start paying taxes on that addition immediately, correct? Absolutely. And yet these business owners are not doing that. Correct. Why? Well, I think the
1: logic is that the, the, the development would not <laughs> occur without this incentive or it would be a lesser project. And I guess the interesting question I always find is...
0: Can I understand that, absolutely. And, and I totally respect that. And my point is, is, that hey, if you were to give me as a homeowner a 5 or 7 or 10 or 15 year tax break that like you're doing for business guys, maybe I add on two more bedrooms. Maybe I add on a, a man cave and a bedroom.
1: Yep, and I don't dispute that. In fact, I always reference the project, my, one of the buildings I owned was the first project from the Renaissance Zone. I personally can say 100% with 100% surety, I spent more money on that building because of the Renaissance Zone. So there is a point of reason behind it. However. The point of reason stops, I think, at some magical point, which we've picked arbitrarily as five years. I struggle when we get to five-plus years, so we get to 10, 15, 20 years of exemptions. Would you have really spent that much more to benefit your neighbor in terms of investment? I I don't think you would. I think there's that sort of sweet spot, and uh, that's where your cash flow would be adjusted accordingly, and that's where you'd stop. So it's not just how long the incentive
2: is, it's how long do we offer incentives as a city. WE'VE BEEN OFFERING INCENTIVES IN DOWNTOWN FARGO FOR 40 YEARS NOW. I'M 35 YEARS OLD. I HAVEN'T SEEN ANY BENEFIT FROM THIS. Okay, Um, SO WE AS A CITY NEED TO REALIZE, HEY, AT SOME POINT THERE'S A DIMINISHING RETURN ON INVESTMENT. IF WE OFFER INCENTIVES EARLY ON, LIKE IN THE YEAR 2000, YOU SAW THE GROWTH GO UP PRETTY QUICKLY JUST FROM A FIVE-YEAR EXEMPTION. NOW WE HAVE TO DO 15 OR 25 YEARS TO GET THAT SAME BUMP. And what are we gonna do now, 40 years? At some point the market adjusts to your incentives and you need to stop doing those. And or, or you'll create a bubble downtown and it will burst and it will be right back in, in the year 2000 again.
0: I'll come back to that comment in a moment. but You said I haven't seen any benefit from this. I think some people at home might disagree with you and go, hey, downtown Fargo is a lot more robust now than it was when you were four or five years old. But
2: if you're a 20-year-old that just moved to Fargo and this is the city that you're used to, right, and now, that, now you realize that you have to pay taxes on your home that you just bought here, you're, you're paying a lot more in taxes than you should be based on incentives. We have what we were looking for in downtown Fargo. We wanted the downtown Fargo to be the entertainment district of Fargo it is, it is now the most valuable land in North Dakota. Mission accomplished. We need to now stop the incentives and reap the benefits as, as the taxpayers who invested in downtown. We need to now get, get some of those benefits back.
0: Well, it's not specifics. I know the Kilborn Group is looking at three or four projects they want some pilots for. So I'm going to give our audience some examples. There's a, a, a project, the Kessler Project, they're dubbing it. Okay, so right now it's a parking lot. TODAY IT PAYS $6,000 IN PROPERTY TAXES. WHAT THE KILBORN GROUP IS SUGGESTING, HEY, FOR THE FIRST FIVE YEARS, WE'RE GOING TO KEEP IT AT THAT $6,000 PER YEAR, BUT THEN OVER THE COURSE OF 16 YEARS OR 15 YEARS, THEY'LL HAVE PAID ACTUALLY A MILLION DOLLARS IN PROPERTY TAXES, WHEREAS THIS PROJECT WOULD HAVE JUST BEEN 90. SO, FOR EXAMPLE, WITH THE KESLER GROUP AND THESE OTHER PROJECTS THAT KILBORN IS LOOKING AT, knowing that it's going to go from $90,000 over 15 years to a million dollars in 15 years, will you vote yay or nay to give them a pilot?
1: From my perspective, we already voted uh, no in part. I think what will wind up for the county commission is a compromise at seven years. Uh, I'd like a little bit less. Some commissioners <coughs> like a little bit more. In fact, we had a motion and a second to give them the full 15 years, died for a 3-2 vote. So we've got people in the commission that want to give more. And again, you can have that dialogue with them. I'm of the ilk where sort of that five years to me is the sweet spot. It incentivizes them enough, it acknowledges the fact there is a cost to doing business in the core and there is a benefit to taxpayers for doing business in the core. Again, beyond the five years is where I start to struggle. Yeah or nay on 15 years? I won't know on the entire incentive.
2: I mean, we, we can make that model for anybody, right? As a homeowner, you could say I'm going to add a garage to my home and that's going to add $20,000 to value of my home and I'm going to be paying, I'm not going to be paying more value in my home than I was last year in taxes. So why don't I get the incentive? I I don't know. That's that's where I started. The the argument saying that it's not valuable now, it will be valuable later if I don't want to pay taxes in the interim, can be used for anything. It could be a Taco Bell. It could be a bank. It could be your home. It could be a $100 million sky rise, okay? we cannot allow just a certain few amount of people in the city of Fargo to benefit from these type of programs while everybody else is seeing increased taxes. Our taxes were promised to go down if we offered incentives. They have not gone down; they have gone up.
0: Well, THAT IS REALLY true. Mayor Mahoney would say they've lowered the mills uh, over the past, I think, probably eight to ten years. But they are not at this not year. as
2: fast as the valuations have gone up. So the valuation of your home may have gone up by 10% over the last two years. We only reduced the mills by about
0: 7% in that same time frame. And to be fair, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, because you both understand this, is the only reason they really lower the mills is because the state was putting in. Money Money, it wasn't because of these incentives were coming OUT OF the books and they were lowering taxes. Well, Is that a fair assessment in, in, or no? In part, in uh, part. So correct me, where am I wrong?
2: Well, we reduced uh, since I've been commissioner since 2015. We reduced about about seven mills in that in that time frame. Okay, which equals out about 12%. Um, <clears throat> now we're we're up again. In the interim, <clears throat> the state stopped buying down t- the taxes. Correct. Right. So we didn't lower them to necessarily offset the increase from the state uh, that would be that would be coming in. So we did it because we were able to. We saw it
0: Thank you again to Commissioner Peterson, Commissioner Gehrig. There is more of that interview, as you can tell. We're going to have that up online for you tonight to, to take in more of that conversation. It was a fantastic. We went for, I don't know, a few more minutes there, but some really, really good stuff.